Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all our lovely listeners here at Radio Source. Ricky, tell them what it is. Hello there, this is a podcast about hospitality with food, fun and games. It sure is, Richard. And I'd just like to say thanks, Sally, at Fabric Mountain for the striking logo. I'd also say uh, a special thanks to Clarkshaws of Brixton, the microbrewery, the... One of their reviewers said that they are really friendly people with great beer. Can't go wrong with that. Um, also say thanks to Director Donna, who writes things on bits of paper and tells them what to do. Hi, Richard. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Right, Richard, as you well know, this is yeah. the best part of the whole podcast. And... I'm going to sing a song. Oh, shit. I keep forgetting. If I we do it every... Uh, we do it every, every time, yes. Every time, yeah, you, I keep forgetting. You love the song, Ricky. You I live love for it. it. I will say. To all our listeners, I often get a little message from Richard uh, at the end of uh, every record. He always says to me, oh, Andrew, your voice just gets better and better. He does. He does. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like me. <laughs> um, so, Richard. Andrew. It's Christmas in a few days. Yeah. Oh, it's chilly. And so here we go. Got it. Snow is falling oh, all yes, around man. me. Children playing, having fun. It's the season. Love and understanding. Merry Christmas, everyone. Time for parties and celebrations. People dancing all night long. Time for presents and exchanging kisses. Time for singing <laughs> Christmas songs. <laughs> now, that, Richard, is a beautiful song by the legend that is Shaken Stevens. And I, 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 there's two reasons why I chose that song today. First reason is it's very Christmassy. Second reason is because I know... That our guest today absolutely yeah. loves Shaking Stevens. Okay. Oh, it? He does, yeah. He does. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 where we are at the moment. Um, Ricky, what you gotta tell me? Lead us into this one, Rich. Well <laughs> <laughs> Well, as as we're quite close to Christmas, how's it all uh, going for you? Have you done much Christmas shopping? Uh no. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nothing. Well, we're going to oh. get someone a stuffed donkey or something. Um, I but I, I tell you what, I tell you what does feel a bit weird is this. Yeah. Um, it's an unusually hot uh, time here in Spain. They're having a, uh, a hotter time than than normal and uh, December. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and um, but because it's that time of year, I still have a a craving for things like pastry and casseroles and winter food. You know, like. Yeah, roasted parsnips and and gravy, only a big thick onion gravy with Yorkshire puddings. Do you know, like brown food and and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. food. And even though it's sunny and bright, but I just still feel like I need that type of food because it's that time of year in my head. Do you get me? Yeah, it is a bit messed up for you being over there with with like the the sunny spells and stuff. Obviously, over here. It's 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 brown food weather. It's 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 cold. It's that kind of miserable outside, but yet you appreciate it because you're inside in the warmth. And you, you know. know what though? It's comfort food, and that's what you need. Yeah. And I, I I have this thing where people go, "Oh, brown food's bad for you," but and it's very British as well, isn't it? You know, casseroles and shoes and pies and pastries. But is it bad for you? I mean, no. if you think right, soup is supposed to be good for you. And the reason, and I remember learning this at college, the reason soup is good for you is because when you cook vegetables, etc., in a pan, say you boil a pan of carrots up and, and you tip the water down the, down the sink and you serve the carrots. But with soup, all of the vegetables, etc., are cooked in that liquor and you eat that liquor. So you're eating all the nutrients. And that's the same for a casserole or a stew. You're eating. So all that goodness is actually in the liquid. So... It's actually good for you, you know, this big pan of stew and little dumplings bobbing around. Mm. Mm. What do you like, Richard? Do you like little dumplings bobbing around in your casserole? 
Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't? All right. I, lo- I love, I love it all. I love uh, casseroles, stews. My mum, uh, my mum like makes a stew every week. It doesn't. It's not always the best, but it's something I grew up on, you know. And it's very, well, very brown. <laughs> when we uh, we stayed with my mother for a while uh, towards the beginning of the year, right? And um, uh, my mother eats like shit, like really bad, like Russell's burgers. You know those microwave burgers? Oh, uh, my brother buys them. Oh, my mother eats them. He's still like, My mother eats, eats corned beef by the by the ton. You're looking at it <laughs> like corned beef. Yeah. Um. She. Uh, she. What did she make one day? She made an omelette. Um. With corned beef, and I was like, "Didn't the corned beef go all melty and and, and stuff like that inside the omelette?" She went, "Yeah, it was lovely." <laughs> <laughs> but I made it. Um. Uh, you know, I don't eat meat, but I still I, cooking it doesn't yeah. really bother me. So she likes liver. She's quite old fashioned in her food. Though. And, oh, yeah, um, it's old school, man. Yeah. So I said, Mother, I'll make you a liver casserole. Oh, yeah, can you? I said, Where's that slow cook you're at? And she never uses anything like that. Uh, and I found it under a cupboard. Now I made this liver casserole for her. Don't be putting any onions in. I don't like onions. Oh, okay, then. Oh, veg. I don't want any veg in. Oh, right. Okay, then, Mother. What can I put in? Liver. Water. Yeah, she's got quite a deep voice, man, with her. Yeah, you just bastard, you. So what I did was, I got some of our food that we had, some some um, broccoli and that, and I said, I chopped it really fine. She's got bad eyesight, so she wouldn't know. And I yeah. put it in the casserole, and she was eating this, going, hey, it's really nice, this, hey, I haven't had liver casserole for donkeys, yes, or donkey. <laughs> and um, good mother, do you like broccoli? Oh, I don't like broccoli, it's like eating the sheep, you know, because it's like, rounded and stuff like she says it's like eating the sheep and says no no mother i mean but but it's not it's good for you no don't like it well you're eating it now well i said there's something in your casserole i knew it was there i knew it was there i knew i didn't you didn't (laughs) as a cardinal sin yeah but it's that type of thing i think is and and i love pastry i love what's your favorite pie richard oh mince pie really yeah, I'm not just saying that because of the season. I've got some sort of weird fetch going on for Miss Pies in a moment. Ah. I think, I, about, I think it's because I starve myself every year of them. And then as soon as December's here, I'm like, let's go nuts. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Um, what about savoury pie? Oh, for you? Oh, man, that's tough because there's so many. Chicken mushroom. Chicken uh, mushroom. You know, can I say Cornish pasty? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I like pasties. I fucking love Cornish pasties, man. Yeah, I love pasties. I, I think the problem with most pasties is there's too much filling when you just need pastry. Oh, it's just a crisp pastry. <laughs> um, Snapping against your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Break a tile. Um, yeah. Corned beef pasties from Greg's. You like them, don't you, Ricky? I've not had a corn. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what one of my guilty pleasures is from Greg's. You know, uh, people. I'm going to get beaten up for this. You know yeah. the, you know the pizzas they do. They do like a pepperoni pizza slice. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I, I, I go. I, I usually go in and grab a slice. <laughs> just man, I don't know why. I love Terrible. it. But then I've like, obviously I've got chef mates and stuff. And like, oh, I can't believe you eat there. I'm like, shut up. I ain't going to cook. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's food is food, isn't it? And I know food is food. Yeah. And there's a lot of snob value about it. You know, it's. Uh, oh no, I wouldn't eat that. I, I would rather go home and and start um, uh, rubbing in the fat into the flour and make my own pastry. Piss off. We haven't got time <laughs> yeah. for all that. Yeah, fucking hell. I ain't got time. I finished work at like. What? Yeah, and ten half ten. I want to do not, not, myself three courses. I would rather have sports as well. You know, than if someone said to me. Do you, would you like a nice red onion and avocado salad? No, I want some chips. I want some roasties, and yeah. I want some. I want some bread and butter. Have you seen? The, have you seen the latest fascination with the the chips at the moment? No. Uh people have been doing some videos and stuff on uh, like Instagram, and now like restaurants are starting to do it. It's like they're kind of they're kind of making like a parmesana, and it's like. Um, so it's, you know, obviously Parmesano is like made with clarified butter and, uh, it's kind of like a little bit drier, not as much butter. So they make it and then they slice it and they deep fry it. So it's like a layered chip. 
It looks really nice. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me, that looks like a lot of work. Actually, I saw somewhere that you reminded me of something. You know when you cook a lasagna in a tray? Yeah. And then you would take it out of the oven and you cut it out and slop it on the plate. But you know when you've, in kitchens, when you keep that lasagna, like it's cold overnight, and the next day you have to slice the lasagna out because yeah. the pasta's in its kind of set. I saw someone doing that. I can't remember where it was now. So they got the lasagna cold, so it was in a slice, so you could actually cut it. Yeah. Dipped it in butter and deep fried it. What? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's nasty. Oh, we should, have, we, we should have mentioned that to uh, the chippy, the chippy guy. guy. Yeah, the chippy yeah. guy, yeah. Um, but imagine that deep fried lasagna. <laughs> yeah. That's, good, that. that's it. Well, it's like, there's not much you can't deep fry anymore, is there? Yeah, apart from socks. It's best not to oh Christmas stockings. Christmas stockings, yes, Christmas, Richard, Christmas. Oh, have you have you watched uh, Die Hard yet? Uh no, but I'm sure it'll be on. Um and Zulu. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for uh Christmas Eve. Yeah, I I'll watch Zulu on Christmas Day. Oh we are? Oh yeah, that's a good one. You have to. Um I'm still waiting for Mary Chapins. Mary Pop. I um we have a, a guest on uh, this week, and um, here on Radio Sauce. Oh, saucy. And I'm going to introduce him now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Unless, unless he's disconnected, but I'm going to introduce <laughs> him now. So, here's the introduction. Are you ready, Richard? I'm ready. Introducing, in the brown corner, the champion of the world, Dale Snedden! <laughs> Hey guys, how are you doing? What an entrance. Hello, Del. Yeah, uh, you're right. I'm still here, I think. I'm still here. I'm... Yeah, yeah, still yeah here. Still you are, Del, yes. Um, so, Del, Del from Dingley Del, could you tell us about yourself in just like a few lines or a bit more if you want? That sounded a bit Reeves and Mortimer, Andrew. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my location. It, oh, of course it is. Of course, yeah. Uh, well, you probably know yourself about me, but I'm pretty much, uh, I've got a little design company in Sterling, and that's how I make my money. But I guess, uh, I, I mean, I guess in my own time, my own hobby, I take some photographs of food. Yes, I have seen you on Instagram, Del. Um, and I, I must say, your food is rather brown in a rather attractive way. Yeah, very attractive. Well, this is um, this is this is yeah. the weird thing about brown food. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but um, well, in actual fact, I was looking this morning uh, on Urban Dictionary. They've got a they've got a definition for brown food. I don't know if you guys have seen it, uh, which is basically let's see, hang on, freezer food that you can have when you can't be asked to cook. No, <laughs> tastes like car- rubbish. Tastes like cardboard. Results in ridicule and a trip to the shitter. There you go. That's so. That's oh. what these. Well, well, that's that's very incorrect because we all know, right? If you if you take some ingredients and, and make a, an amazing casserole, or pie or pasty, it could be beautiful. Uh, okay, there you go. Beef Wellington. That's brown. That's brown food. It, yeah. it, it, that's not rubbish. You see, I I think it's got a lot to do, and I'm I'm just talking about a sort of. From a photogenic point of view, right? Forget the whole flavour thing, right? The this kind of beige or brown food, you know, it's the it's the crispy edges of a fried egg. You know, they're brown. You know, crust the, cr- yeah. the crust on a on a good piece of bread, the sear on a steak, or you know, a carbonade oxtail soup. It, they're all brown, but they're all pretty glorious in their own way, aren't they? So yeah, uh, do you think maybe uh, and. We've seen this, Richard, especially over the years mm, in the restaurant yeah. sector. Do you think that maybe the last 10 years, I'm going to say, we've had a lot of courgette, gorgy berries, um, I think some more healthy stuff that we kale, oh, granola, and the yogurt. Quinoa, yeah. quinoa, quinoa, crap, yeah. Do you think we've had a lot of that? And then, so that the, the anti of that is, oh no, you shouldn't be having chips. Uh, and Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why it gets a bad rep. Maybe. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Uh, Nigella had a thing in her uh, last book. Uh, cook. I think it's cook. Eat. Repeat. 
Um, and I picked it up this morning again. Um, she's talking about comfort food. Um, and she talks about the fact that it, it brown food isn't like a, a showstopper. But it doesn't shout to us, but it kind of calmly whispers to us. And I think that's, you know, that's it's that sort of welcome you get from just looking at a big stew or a cur- or even like a nice big curry. You know, it's it's that sort of welcome you get from brown food. Yes, yeah. because put it this way, right? If you get home and and it, and it's it's eight o'clock at night and the wind is howling outside, you go, mm, murder some goji berries. <laughs> oh God! You go. Oh, you want you know even a, a, a pie that with crispy edges and it's it's the pastry's flaking away and inside there's there's thick dark gravy. No, no, give me the goji berries. Bring them. No, we we naturally want them as humans. And I read about this in a food history book. Is as humans. We crave fats and carbs. And it comes from the old yeah. caveman days when we were all yeah, cavemen, yeah. all yeah. women, yeah. all yeah. women. Um, when carbs right. give us energy and fat was for warmth, so we crave it. And and you can see that in I've done this before with people. And you say, okay, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want boiled potatoes or roast potatoes? Roast potatoes. Um, and even take something like a plain salad. You imagine a plain salad, like a green salad without oil on, it just doesn't. Yeah have the same effect and we crave fats and carbs it's it's in our hard wiring to want that type of thing yeah no i, I, I don't think anything wrong with that no i think i said this to you before um, andrew and um, no one's ever said that's a lovely salad for you know salad to photograph it's just i i just wonder if um do you think it might stem from that is it the maillard reaction that you get with you know when you cook yeah when you, cook, you know you get the little burnt bits it's, it's that chemical reaction that you get yeah, mm. is, um, is is that maybe a sort of inbuilt instinct to, to kind of crave that? I don't know. It, it, so people know. Obviously, Richard knows because it's a chefy thing. But there's a Maillard reaction. It was a it was a chemist or something, a French guy four million years ago, who studied cooking and realised that um, foods will go brown. Most foods contain sugar. Okay, and I don't yeah. mean it in Lyle. Okay, it's it's various different sugars. Um, it's galactose, glucose, fructose, etc. They're not necessarily sweet, but they contain a type of sugar. And those sugars are mixed. I'm going to go really heavy here. Mixed with proteins, amino acids. When you get those two together and heat, that's when you get the browning and it changes everything. Again, caramelization in a way. Yeah, in a way, it is a form of that. So if you said to someone on your hot dog, do you want fried onions or boiled onions? You want fried onions because there's more flavor there and And, sweeter. And it's, yeah, it has a sweetness to it. If you ever, if you take sugar in its raw form, I'm going to say a bag of Tate and Lyle, other sugars are available. (laughs) 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 It's just sweet. You know, you taste a little bit of sugar and you go, yes, so what, man? It's sweet. But if you take that same sugar and caramelize it in a pan until it goes brown, let it go cold and then taste it, completely different flavor. It doesn't, it, it has flavor, doesn't taste like sugar anymore. And that's what happens with your food. You are changing the flavor of it, like a simple piece of toast. Yeah, I think, is it, is it not called melanoidins? I think that's what it becomes, isn't it? I, I, that's, I don't I don't know. That's a bit too technical for me, that lad. You went to a better school than me. I'm still catching up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, any, anyway, I think the, the basic principle is, you know, wh- when you look at seared, cooked, let's say burnt for the sake of it, caramelised food, there's a carnal instinct that says that's going to be tasty. You know, I, and, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, brown food versus white, you know, rice versus bread or, or you know, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a basic thing that happens in food that when you look at it and it's scorched or you know seared, it's it's appealing and you know that that's not necessarily a sauce. It's just talking about a bit a basic thing, you know, a, a basic uh, a basic product. Yeah, c- yeah c- compared to a, 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 something that looks anemic or well done. Yeah, you just you 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 veer towards that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what's what's interesting here, Richard is. Dell's very interested in food, as you can tell. Yeah, very passionate. Uh, so he is. He's a very passionate young chap. Mm. And I think it's about time we played a little game with him. Oh, is it that time already? Yeah, Richard. Whoa. What about... Ready, steady, Ricky. Here on Radio Talk. Steady, Ricky. 
Even rid your sauce? Oh, saucy. I need, we need to have some sort of like theme music to open it up. I could sing again. No. <laughs> can, can, we can, do I... a little, can we do a quick sing of Ready Steady uh, Ricky? Do it. Okay. Here on Radio Sauce. Here on Radio Sauce. Oh, Sauce. <laughs> we have the next feature, which is Ready Steady Ricky. Oh, I was hoping for saying a bit more bullseye. Oh. Ready, Dad, Ricky. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay, so a little game we've come up with, Ready, Steady, Ricky, is I make my way down to Dave's supermarket. I pick out the cheapest ingredients he has or foods, and then I uh, ask if you could put those ingredients together to form a dish or a dish has, and. Over the over the uh, episodes, I've become a lot more looser. As in, uh, I don't mind if you want to add some more ingredients and see if you can come up with something that's a bit more intriguing. Yeah, Christmas. That's the aim of the game. Does it have to be Christmassy? Uh, do you know what? For this one, I'm going to say yeah. Oh, oh Merry Christmas! Wish I hadn't yeah. asked. Eh? <laughs> right <laughs> here we go. So in the bag. I've got a box of mince pies. Oh. I've got a bag of sprouts. Ooh. I've got a net of satsumas. Oh. Minced that... turkey. And a pack oh. of bacon. Oh. Well, okay. what was... give you a lot to work with. Yeah, was... you, in... you have a think about that, Dale, because I want to say something to Richard. Richard, well, well done. For, me, for me, I think you've in some ways been too good to him. Because, Why? well, you know, like other people have had things like a crocodile and three, ingredients. and three ingredients. I think in some ways, I think you've been a bit biased to Dale. Is it because you like the medieval moody look of his phot- photographs on um, Instagram? Is that what you like? <laughs> oh, man. I saw, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to get it all out of your head. When you see all the photos from his social media, there's loads and all the pictures just look like... Were mesmerizing, and so, what gets me? And then it, I looked at that, and then I went and started doing the list after, and I couldn't really get out of my head. But yeah. it wasn't it wasn't on purpose that I've, you know, yeah. listed these ingredients. And, and, and what I like, Richard, is all of his foods vegan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. You, you utter <laughs> bastards. <laughs> so what's your dish, Del? You gotta oh, make yeah. a vegan dish out of turkey and bacon. What, what was it? Um, turkey, bacon. Satsumas and sprouts, mince pies. Sprouts and what else? Mince a pack of mince pies. Mince pies. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do is, I'm <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the sprouts, and I'm going to. Well, actually, you know, what? I'm going to fry off the bacon and the turkey. Roast them. Uh, roast the sprouts. Put them together. Put some, a little bit of cream, a little bit of white wine, and and crumble just the pastry off the mince pie. Stick it on top. Nice. And bang that in the oven. Oh, very nice. Oh, very nice. Very good, actually, Dell. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty impressed. Are you impressed, Ricky? Yeah, uh, I'm well impressed. It's going to taste shit, but you know yeah, it will do. It will do. <laughs> but that's what you had to work with. And what would you call that dish, Dell? In an ideal world. I, do you know what? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, 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 an abomination, I think, comes to mind. But <laughs> can we uh, can we expect to see this on your social media soon? Not any, <laughs> not any time soon. <laughs> we'll have to spray paint the sprouts, though. <laughs> and, and, and do, you, do you know the ironic thing about it is that we're talking about brown food, and that's technically a salad. Mm. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Very good, Del. I like that. Um, that. That's made us giggle. I would like to say yes. Right. Your your look that you go for, you seem to go for on your social media, it does have a medieval, moody, dark look. But it suits the food, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Is that deliberate? Yeah, well, I think uh, you remarked one time that uh, my food looks like it was photographed in a castle or something like that. I think you. I think 
Andrew, I think you said, where's the turrets or something? Or <laughs> is, is there a drawbridge you... nearby or something like that? Yeah. Did, you, did you used to be a chef? No, no, not at all. No, um, uh, what, what, what it all started with, uh, if I can go way back to probably 2009, I went over to Spain and met a, a good friend of mine. And um, she introduced me to Spanish food and fried food and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. she, she basically uh, she said, oh, you've got to try this deep fried fish. And it's it, it's basically fried in a, a harina, semolosa uh, de trigo, which is from uh, Spain. And it's a flour that they fry the, uh, the fish in. And uh, yeah. she gave me a, a, a bag of this stuff and I brought it back. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start cooking it, take some photographs. It was a mobile phone at the time, so it was terrible. But I started taking some, some shots of it, and people just started liking it. So, um, no, I'm not a chef, but I do read a lot of, of, of books. a huge collection of books. So um, that's kind when of... I, when, I, when I look at your stuff, it, it looks very uh, professional. So it kind of makes me think, oh, this looks like a guy who's had a bit of... Uh, Chef experience? No, no, definitely not chef. I, I, I spent a lot of time as an art director. I've spent about twenty years on the other side of the camera, um, yeah. oh, okay. ba basically pointing, you know, pointing and shooting and stuff, telling photographers what you know wh what we're looking for. But I think uh, yeah. about ten years ago, I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll buy an adult camera. You know, I'll buy something that's actually decent. Work out how to use it, and then. Back then, there, I had no lighting or anything like that, so every shot I took was pretty much at night. It was during the winter, the time at the time, and so every okay. every shot was really dark. I mean, not by you know, not not by any other reason than it was dark at the time. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. And well, it dark, and and then I thought well, actually that's quite a nice look. So when I yeah. actually got some decent lighting and kind of set the kit up. I thought, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to just keep it nice and dark and warm, and I mean, oh. you know, almost like winter all round type type yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like what you're doing. It works, and it just seems to work so well. Also, um, oh, sorry, Andrew, I can hear you gasping there. Well, I'm thinking maybe Dell's food is actually very bright and colourful, right, and yeah. very salady looking, but because of his style. It comes across as brown. Maybe we've got it all wrong. <laughs> wait, wait, it's it's camera trick. It's the uh, those new programs you can get that change all the colour. Yeah. I just I just go into Lightroom and just swing that green lettuce over to brown. You know? <laughs> I, I used to work with a chef years ago, um, and he was real old school, um, and he was telling us that. He'd been in, he was in the army chef, and he said, but because of his age, when he was in the army, that there wasn't many ingredients and he used to struggle. And he said, one of the things they used to do is when they made a gravy or a casserole or something, they used to do, this is for the officers' mess or so the, the, the big guys, um, they didn't have gravy browning. And I said, so how did you make it darker? And he said, well, obviously you'd fry the onions and the, and the bones and the vegetables, yeah. but it wasn't enough. He said, what they used to do is, is to get a spoon of sugar, and put the spoon and sit it over the flame on the stove. Yeah. And as the sugar would burn and start to go caramelized and black, you would quickly throw the, the end of the spoon into the casserole and whisk it around. Ah, uh, yeah, and it yeah. Darken it. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Uh, I've actually done it. It works. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I worked with another guy. Uh, and what he used to do is he used to take <clears throat> small onions. He used to, it was a lazy shit, so he used to leave the skin on. We used to cut them in half. And that's it. Didn't peel them. Just cut them in half. And the cut side, he would burn on, say, a frying pan or a plancher or something. He would burn a few of them. So you got this really black, one side, one faced onion. Yeah. And just throw them in. The, throw them in the uh, in the stew. Yeah. So you get the flavour and you get some colour from it. And you get a smokiness from. You probably get a little char. Yeah. yeah. You get you get from the onion. Yeah. 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 And, and you probably get a bit of onion skin in teeth as well. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> Richard, do you like onions? I fucking love onions. I love onions in the burgers, hot dogs. It's got yeah. to be. So they've got to be fried, so, so you and can get that nice brown caramelisation. I've got, I've, and, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a Scottish delicacy for you, um, based on onions. I've, I've, I don't know if you guys have heard of Lorne sausage. It's basically a square, yeah, yeah. square sausage. Yeah. 
uh, you know, a typical uh, in Scotland is, you know, it's made of beef, yeah. pork, quite a lot of salt. Um, but what uh, a, a few people do in Scotland is they, they take this square sausage and you normally just fry it in a pan and a bit of oil. Mm. Actually, you don't need oil. It's got so much in it. But um, what a lot of people do here is they take a big thick slice of onion, uh, heat up the pan, a little bit of oil, and they put the slice of onion in the pan and they leave it, they sit it there for maybe like four or five minutes so it starts to caramelize, flip it over, then they put the, the lawn sausage on the top and they let it just kind of cook in its own stuff. And oh, they, stick well, it, nice. they, they stick it on a flurry bat with brown sauce. And it's, oh, and, it's, and, awesome. it, and it's absolutely magic. I mean, it's the simplest thing ever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. sometimes those things are because they, they, they go from being very simple to being amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to work in Scotland, Del, a million years ago as a chef in a hotel up there, but on the other side, uh, over near Clyde Bank. And um, talking about brown food and, and, and pastry because I like pastry, I always remember one day uh, the staff meal came and the staff meal was simple stuff. And they said, uh, do you want a bridey? And I went, what? A bridey? And I went, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what one is. I've never heard of it. And it was basically like a pasty. It is. Yeah, but it's got lots of onion in it. Loads and loads of onion in it. Ah, right. So it, but the shape was, it was just like a flat. Yeah. Pasty, like pasty to me. Yeah, yeah. just, yeah, it's like Ginster's service station. You're, you're there pretty much. Yeah, I was quite surprised by that. Yeah. Um, did you know, Richard, you might have heard of this because you like size. <laughs> uh, we once went to uh, Hampton Court years ago where you know that the big fella used to knock about King Henry VIII big fella <laughs> yeah big he fella. used to knock about there and the one with the shit ton of wives yeah that one yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, the one with the beer belly um, yeah. and he um, the, I was the, uh, obviously I was interested in the kitchen and one of the things that they mentioned there was pans at the time were very expensive um, so they used to make uh, pastry pans. So basically like a pan or a casserole dish that was made of pastry, a very basic pastry. They would put the food in there and seal the top and put it in the oven. And I was like, oh, well, that's just a pie, that. Yeah, yeah. But then they would bring it out, ladle out the the food into, onto your plates and whatever, and then throw away the pastry. I mean, how stupid what? is that? <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's yeah, you've thrown the best bit in the bin, donkey. <laughs> Um, but I was fascinated by that. I remember thinking, Ima- imagine if yeah, you one, of the, this, one of the servants in there, right? You'd be going, look at all that pastry. And they'd be going, yes, eat it, servants. You're getting nothing else. And you'd be said, you'd be bigger than King Henry. Do you think maybe that could have been the foundation behind the Cornish pasty? Because the Cornish pasties were made for the miners, weren't they? Yeah. But the idea was like it was the filling that was the main bit because their their dirty hands were all over the pastry. So I assume oh. they would throw the pastry away. Yeah, you would have thought because the, the, the ridge was like a handle, wasn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah, if the hands were dirty, would they? So covered in coal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, just yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd delete it. I just I think I'd we've, just, um, we've just uncovered a conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> trying to fool us like, like pretzels. Yeah. Apparently, they push they, they brush pretzels with um, it's a, it's a lye, which is I think it's alkaline or something, and it creates that color because it, it it works with the um, with the amino acids, which is fascinating. Oxo, Oxo, my mother used to um, she used to make terrible gravy, she wouldn't thicken it or anything, and she just put an Oxo cube in it, used to go brown and taste of not much. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. still does that. Yeah, does she? Yeah. Wow. I think your your mother's a good cook, Richard. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> she sometimes listens, so I can't say too much. <laughs> and my mother doesn't, because uh, it's okay. Mother, you yeah. cook my shit. Um, <laughs> I, I might... Seriously, though, seriously, right, I'm being honest, right, when I was a kid, uh, I might have mentioned this before, here on Radio Source. Oh, saucy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my mother had a chest freezer out in like was it was called the wash house, but it wasn't. Um, and you'd open it and go, she'd go, My mother never cooked, no one cooked in the house. If you want to eat, you did it yourself. So you go, Mother, we have loads of brown food. What what's to eat? I don't know. I've looked in the freezer, told you about the deep voice. <clears throat> and you open the freezer and you go, Hey, it was like a like a cave. There's this huge freezer 
And all it was is right on the bottom, not in those little basket bits, right on the bottom of it, some turkey burgers and bird's eye potato waffles. And that was all that was ever there. Yeah. Um, Finder's pancakes. pancakes, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now you're talking. And Oh, what did she get sometimes? But she didn't eat them because she didn't like them. Those um, French bread pizzas. Do you remember them? Mm, Yeah, yeah. Oh, we never had them. We were too poor for that. Oh, well, Well, I think my mother shoplifted them. It it sounds better than the bean feast that uh, Grace Dent was talking about the other day on on her podcast. That sounded, she described it as gravel from the 1970s. Oh, oh no, no, I wouldn't have that. No, we it, that I obviously wasn't vegetarian then, but that's all we got. Um, and I remember she bought um, a pressure cooker because it became the thing to buy, and she used to put in it the frozen peas and the frozen sweet corn. So you go in a pressure cooker and cook for twenty minutes at high pressure. You go, mother, like a bit of boiling water would have brought them, brought them to life. Why? why <laughs> the, oh, I've got to make sure they're tender. Got to make sure they're tender. Tender. Well, I've got. Can I bring my granny back in? Is that all right? Bring her in. Right, Come in, granny. All right. Well, well, she died in 1975. But anyway, so okay. um, <laughs> the <laughs> she used to. Well, there's a Scottish dish which I'm sure you all know called stovies, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not mm. really a dish. It's just a thing that happens, or used to happen. And so I, when I was a lad, um, my granny used to make. Uh, various things during the week so you know one day might be sausages or if if you're lucky a piece of proper meat um but invariably it'd be you know onions and also all sorts of stuff but pretty much um maybe a bit of mince things like that and there used to be a pot on the old cooker that used to sit at the back it used to be in the, the, the hob at the back of the cooker and it used to sit on a low heat and then every single day there was any leftovers whether it were mostly meat anyway, it would go into the pot. So it might be sausages or even a bit of liver or whatever. And it used to go into the pot. And then at the end of the week, you'd have, she'd add the potatoes in and then you'd have pretty much stovies. And, I, and the fascinating thing is you now get recipes for stovies, which I think, yeah. I, I, I just think is bizarre. You know, you, you Google stovies and you'll have, you'll find a million recipes for it. And I, I, it really grates me to think that. Actually, it's not a recipe. It's just a thing that happens during the week. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and that's and that is probably for me the ultimate brown food because it, you know, it comes out pretty brown. You know, at the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, someone asked me years ago at one of the newspapers, I can't which one now. Said, "Oh, oh, we're, we're doing a thing about northern food. Um, can you give us a recipe, uh, Andrew, for uh, chips and gravy?" <laughs> well, <laughs> Chips and gravy. Uh, there isn't really a recipe. It's just chips with, hang on, gravy. I'd always had to do something stupid for them. So I go, oh, crush the garlic and um, take a meal part of vegetables. <laughs> blah blah blah. Oh yeah. Uh, that um, that hotel I worked at. Um, you reminded me of, of that type of thing. Um, there was a, a chef, and he was the breakfast chef. If you if you if you if you worked in hotels, you know the system. Yeah, you have a breakfast chef, and he comes in at like four or whatever it is, um, and he gets all the breakfasts ready and stuff like that. And then his job is he can't go home straight away. He generally does a bit of prep for the lunch people, etc. Uh, or he or she or she. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah. And um, <laughs> this particular guy says to him one day, um, "What are you doing?" And he was getting all the fried eggs that were left, poached eggs, a few bits and pieces kicking around, and he's got sausages and bacon and black pudding, and he sticks it all in this big box in the yeah, uh, like a Tupperware box in the fridge, and he says, oh, I'll show you later. So the next morning I go in, I forget his name, Rob. Hi, Rob, all right, hi. And uh, at the end, he gets all his bacon and stuff like that. He would normally go, all brought staff food or whatever. He puts it all in this big box. Uh, a couple of days later, he gets it out and he says, Oh, this is the, all the, the bits of uh, breakfast you've got. Yeah, yeah, tomatoes, fried eggs, anything that's from breakfast. Yeah. And he puts it all in the pan with a load of chicken livers. Yeah, yeah that'd be that'd be great. Love that. Well, he cooked it up, and I'm going, what the hell is he going to make? Cooked it all up, boiled it all up, um, and then he blitzed it really smooth. He, I think he mixed some eggs in or something. I can't remember now. And then he put it in terrines and cooked it. Turned it out when it was pate. Yeah. And I went... That's going to be shit. And, he went, <laughs> the time. and I tried it and I was like, oh my God, 
That is so good. So you're, what, you're, you're basically having a full pate breakfast. Yeah, that's what I... Because he had an idea at the time, is it? and someone's going to steal this maybe. He said, I've, had, I've got an idea. What I'd like to do is take all those breakfast ingredients, mush them up, but keep some texture, make it into a patty, call it a burger patty and sell it to McDonald's. Wow. That's, oh, that's yeah. do, do you know what that is, Andrew? That's space food. Do you know what I mean? That's you know you get you get the foil bags that go into space for the astronauts. Yeah. That's your full breakfast yeah. in a pouch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking someone was got someone one of the lads is nudging me and going, "Watch, watch his patty." And I'm going, "No, oh, it's going to be shit, mate. You can't put all that crap in." And he's going, "I was thinking, oh, he's going to sweat the onions down and nah." He just threw the whole lot in. It was really good. People loved it. Did you wow. did you ever do uh, breakfast shifts, Andrew? No, oh, I couldn't get up that early, Rich. Did you? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you're going to laugh, I'll tell you. You know the last place I worked at? Yeah. Uh, we, so, when I took the job, there was no mention about them moving to do, like, breakfast. Mm. So about, I think it was, like, a couple of months in, they're like, oh, uh, your, your rotors, your hours are going to change. Uh, your money's not, surprisingly. But, no. um, yeah, but we're going to start doing breakfast. So we've been getting in the kitchen earlier and then we end up doing breakfast from like nine till about 11. But you always get some fuckers that come in at 11, don't you? Yeah. Three minutes. Three <laughs> yeah. Minutes. But then, yeah. So, so my, oh, I was fucking awful. I hate doing breakfast. Everyone was fully aware of it. Cause, cause like where you used to get three hours to prep up, you're now getting one hour as long as, yeah. as long as everybody's fed by 11 and then yeah. doing that on a Sunday as well, when you've got Sunday roast. Oh fucking hell! Oh, yeah. oh, as well, and then uh, and then you know when I gave my notice, yeah, the other month, <laughs> yeah, they they stopped doing breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, you That's typical. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't know all this happened in in the hotel world, did you, Del? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I'm just sort of. I, I'm seeing an episode of you know. Remember the film Falling Down with Michael Douglas? When he goes in and he asks for the breakfast, and it's one minute past eleven or something like that, and they'll just stop yeah. serving, and he just goes out in an absolute rampage, doesn't he? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't show you the they don't show you the other side of it, where like the chef in the in the back kitchen. Where his time limit to do his prep in the space of an hour has gone down. He's putting his head through the microwave because he's got to do because <laughs> he's got to do a couple of uh, full Englishes. Yeah, and the <laughs> and that person that comes in at five to the of the, of the time or three minutes of the time goes, oh, I couldn't just I couldn't just squeeze and have a cheeky breakfast. Cause then you go, nah. and you and you go, oh, go on. Then they go, can I have a bacon lightly done. Okay, and now my poached egg. Can I have one well done and one softly done? Oh, can you just chip off a bit of the white as well? I'm gonna kill it. And could, I don't could, get, could, could I, my I, could my serving tray be made of mahogany as well? Yeah, uh, that's what happens. Yeah, I don't get it when people come in when the restaurant closes. It's like we've been open for five fucking hours. You've had five <laughs> hours to to come. I've been waiting outside. Sat yeah. outside on the stool waiting to come in. Jesus Christ, man. They, um, they, think we're, they think we're fucking machines. I was like, I've got a family as well. I'd love to see. <laughs> no. Um, Del? Yes. We have to move on um, because oh, look at you. It. Here on Radio Source. Saucy. Del? Yes. Here on Radio Source, Del? Yes. Saucy. Del? <laughs> <laughs> He wants you to say saucy. He's trying to get you to steal my job. Saucy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to say it in an East London accent as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, oh, so saucy. <laughs> there we go. Um, two. You are lucky for two reasons today, Del. Number one. I've won a prize. No. no Number one. <laughs> at the beginning of the show, I sang a song by your musical legend, Shaken Stevens. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, my idol. Yeah, because we all must remember no Shaky no Elvis. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. Uh, lucky boy number two, Dingley Dell, here we have the big D three on Radio Sauce. Oh, big D three. <laughs> so, Dell, this is the part of the show where we choose three ingredients 
no, yes, we your three items. <laughs> Ingredients. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, you, you make a dish. No, you don't. You have three different items, three different questions. And we ask you, what is your favourite? Even if you don't like them, what's your favourite out of those items? Favourite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's your first one. Here's your first one. Young Dello. Right. Dell. Sauce. You can have one. Are you going to have HP brown sauce or Worcester sauce or bit of a curveball you like? Soy sauce. Ooh. Saucy. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Is, is there any context to this or is it just I just like be... this better or what? Just it's... which one you like better out of the three? So, say, you, say you're on a, a desired island. Mm. And you've got one. You've got one condiment to use nah, for the, the dishes of your life. What are you going to have? Yeah, for everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. in the world. <laughs> well, um, Andrew, you've got a very good um, brown sauce recipe in your book. I seem to remember, which is that's right. true. Actually, yeah, I stole it, but yeah. Um, so, <laughs> HP is a very specific item for me. It only works on certain things, so that's out straight off the bat. Oh. Uh, Worcester sauce, love it, love it, love it. But again, yeah. so I'm going to go with soy sauce. Ah, you've surprised me there. Has he surprised you, Richard? Um, just no, because that because that's what I would have gone for. Ah, it's, it's, you know, I'm Tom Hanks. I'm on the island. What sauce is going to do me for everything? Soy sauce does it. The rest don't. There you go. It's, yeah, it's a good point. I'm going to I'm going to tell you a very quick story about HP Brown sauce. Um, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But this is what I heard. There's lots of stories about how HP brown sauce was made. But apparently, there was a chappy in the north of England somewhere, and he was a dry fruit seller. So he had this little corner shop, and he used to sell dry fruits, prunes, etc. And he also used to sell uh, nuts, you know, things like that. And um, he was quite quiet, and uh, it was behind in, in payments and stuff like that. And he started making things with his ingredients. You know, he's thinking, well, I ain't selling the stuff, so I might as well do something with it. So he, he stuck a load of stuff in his pan, like dried fruits, tamarind, um, some spices, etc. And he made this sauce called brown sauce. And what he started doing was selling it in bottles and people loved it. Anyway, he was still behind with his payments. And the guy comes in one day and he says, um, uh, you, you still owe me for that uh, 200 pound of sultanas you bought the other month pay up and he's going oh it's been a hard month i haven't had the money so look i don't care what's that smell and he said oh it's some stuff i'm making in the, in the little kitchen out the back there in his little corner shop and he went what is it he said it's just it's a sauce i make he went oh, it smells good can i try it well, yeah he tastes it and that's nice he said i'll tell you what i'll do you give me the recipe for that you stop making it and i'll let you off with your bill yeah and that's the legend oh that's a stitch up that's a bigger legend than shaky. Um, <laughs> so, <Yeah>. take much. <laughs> the next, the next, I heard that. <laughs> the, he might be listening, he loves it. Um, the next question, Del, is you're going to make yourself a lovely little pie. Now, pastry, are you going to choose? Oh dear. Shortcut pastry, puff pastry, or Hot water pastry. Oh, that's a uh, tough one. Uh, uh, is this question based on me making it or someone giving me it? You're going to make a pie. Ingredients doesn't matter. It's up to you. Sweet, savoury, containing whatever. But which pastry would you prefer to cook and eat? Yeah, what's your go-to? Yeah, well, the thing is, um, I think we'll, we, we, we can all admit to saying that the puff pastry you can buy in the shops is pretty good these days. I mean, I, 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 you know, I've made it in the past. It's fine. It's great. It works. Um, Callum Franklin does an excellent pastry. You know, uh, Callum from... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does an excellent uh, water-based pastry. So Is that the I, guy at the pie shop? If you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, if, you yeah, were yeah to, cool. if you were to ask, you know, what's the ultimate, I would probably say water, water pastry, but um, hot water pastry. And certainly to his recipe, which isn't his, but he's given me because it's someone else's, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, I would, I would, I would say probably um, less so the puff and probably water. Ah, interesting. See, I'm a bit of a puff pastry fan. 
I like the extra fat that's in there. <laughs> okay. Nice. Del, number three on the big D3. You've got some good answers there so far, and that's what we like about you, Del. Probably the only thing. But yeah. we do like it. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're so, close to that speedboat. <laughs> sorry, I can't, so, sorry, I can't take your call at the moment. Leave a message. And I'll get back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've, you've been out washing the car, right? And uh, your, your hands are all chapped because of the cold, and it's freezing cold, and six degrees, and the wind's rolling around your face, and whips your beard off, and everything, right? And you go in because you know that in the oven, you've got a pie ready, and it's a, it's made with hot water pastry, and the filling is sprout vindaloo. Oh, right, <laughs> and you sad. can't. You can't wait to get to it. Yeah. And you get in and you pull out your sprout vindaloo pie and you're going to have, you're going to have a drink with it. I think you're going to lose the crowd here. (laughs) (laughs) The drink is Scotland's finest whiskey. Yeah. Here's your choice. Here's your choice. And it's not, and when I say a glass of whiskey with your sprout vindaloo pie, Mm -hmm. I don't mean a centimetre like a half inch measure. I'm talking half pint, right? Oh, the proper drink. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. Christmas. It is Christmas. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> are you going to have, and, and I'm pulling out the good stuff for you, a glass of Johnny Walker's, a glass of famous grouse, <laughs> or, oh, get ready for this, a glass of Glenfiddich. <laughs> Uh, are you having a laugh? Uh, <laughs> hey, they are the finest whiskies in in Scotland. I googled them. <laughs> Where did Andrew? What did is you? It, uh, what did you Google for that? Did you just Google cheap whiskey, or what, what did you? What did you put in? Yeah. I put I put in which which whiskey would Dell like, <laughs> and it came out with these three. Even even my dad said that famous grouse is bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's famous. That's why it's called famous. It's an excellent blend. You just mentioned the fact that it was very cold and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Yes. Whiskey wise, cold weather. It's a peated whiskey, you know. So you've got Isla. So you're thinking of Isla. You're thinking of something like maybe an Arbeg or a Lafroig or Glenfiddich. La- Lagaf- no, not Glenfiddich. <laughs> That's Speyside, right? So you've got a, a, a smoky whiskey. My favorite whiskey is uh, Glenfarclas 101, 105, uh, sorry, 105. 105. Glenfarclas 105, 62%, I believe. Ooh. Cherry cast, uh, cast strength, very nice whiskey. Um, but not um, Famous Grouse or what was, what, Johnny Walker. <laughs> Johnny or, Walker? Or Grant or any, any other supermarket whiskey that you care to mention. So, so I thought Johnny Walker was American. Uh, no, uh, Johnny Walker. <laughs> Johnny Walker's from Kilmarnock. Uh, uh, see, so it's good Scottish whiskey, that lad. Now, the one you mentioned, <laughs> the 105, the, the 1.5, wherever it was. 105, yeah. 105. It sounds like a car. Um, would that go very well with the Sprout Vindaloo pie? Well, I don't think anything would anything, really go, yeah. go with the Sprout Vindaloo pie. <laughs> Having, having I, said I, that, I, no, no, hang along, no, I, but, but actually, Vindaloo, which is wine and garlic, if memory sounds correct, doesn't necessarily mean curry, so wine, garlic, sprout, pie, no, no, it wouldn't go, no, definitely not, no. Well, yeah, I'll give I, you, think I'll give you. Uh, I think there's more of a chance of a bottle of uh, Cobra going with it, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our tenant. There's nothing wrong with that. Originally, Vindaloo um, was a Portuguese dish. That's right, yeah. And it found its way when the Portuguese did what they do, like we did, and invade places down the west coast of India. And when they started using it, they used um, coconut vinegar. Yeah, because they needed something like that. Um, so coconut vinegar was was original. Um, I like a vindaloo um, if it's done correctly. Yeah. So, right, hang on, Donna's pointing at things. God, that's a lot of writing, Donna, but yeah. Um, so, she makes notes as well, so that I'm going to tell the truth here, listeners, here on Radio Sauce. Oh, saucy. 
Um, we make notes so that when I put this out on social media and go, what can I talk about? I've got notes yeah. so I can call back to it. Um, we do a little thing here called Question of Source, um, 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 Del. Um, and, um, <clears throat> it's basically listeners have come in and asked questions. Oh, all right. So here's the first one. And you can join in with this, right, okay. here on Radio Source. Yeah. Source. Oh, so okay. <laughs> so because it's Christmas... Snow is falling all around. Shaking Stevens, is he getting down? <laughs> um, You've taken that too far. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's the, what are someone Jude of Hackney? Okay, I don't know these people, but Jude of Hackney says, "What are the essentials of a Boxing Day buffet? What's left over? Oh. Surely? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I know one. Is, I know one. Go on." Twiglets. Yay! <laughs> Twiglets, yeah. Well, I, we had a, a thing up north, um, which you all always used to go on a pie. And I've mentioned this to Richard before, and he's not heard the, the term. You get a pork pie, right? Up north, you used to get little pork pies, and we called them midget pies. Right. Have you, did, you, did you, you allowed to say did that? You call them that? <laughs> well, that's what I thought, but that's what we used to call them. All right. There was still pork in them. All right. All um, in them, then? Like pork pie, really, but a little pie. We used to call them midget pie, yeah. You just said there's um, no pork in them. Oh, there is pork in them, but nothing else. Ah. Oh, all right. No. Um, and you've got to have sausage rolls on a, on a buffet. That's fair shout, yeah. yeah. Cheesy um, puff balls. Yeah, you've got to have um, cheese straws. What, up, what um, about, we used to have in Scotland a thing called the, uh, it's like a pineapple. You put tinfoil over it, you put cocktail sticks on it. And oh, you have your yes. pineapple, your hot dog, you know, all, yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's a hedgehog, isn't it? Pineapple hedgehog? Yeah, so, oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Hell. Don't get Andrew started on pineapples. For some <laughs> bizarre reason, he seems to know the origins of the no. pineapple, the life enough, story. Enough, enough uninteresting facts today, Richard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I remember you people used to get the, those plum rose hot dogs. Remember them in a tin? I used to tip them out and cut them up and put them on the end like that. And if you're really hungry and you'd go, oh, I want one of them little hot dogs there on a stick. And the, the, the little, the, the the pointy little stick used to stick in your thumb and stuff like that. But it was worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it was, it's, was worth it. It's more, it's, it more, worth it's, it's more a Hogmanay thing in Scotland. But yeah, I definitely remember the old retro foil on the pineapple. And then, yeah. and then you just stick your cocktail stick in and all sorts of shenanigans goes on. Peanuts, pickled onions, you had to have all them. Yeah, um, pickled onions, yeah. But I reckon this question from Jude in Hackney, well, he's in Hackney, so he'll probably be having some olives and some goji berries. Um, <laughs> and Christmas cake with cheese. Did you do that? Did anyone do that? No? No, it all been finished by then. Oh, bloody hell. We we, used to uh, do, um... Oh, shit, we had trifle. Oh, My yes. mum used to do a bowl of trifle, and then we'd there'd be like little bowls and we'd all have a scoop each. Oh, it's fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about trifle. But we did, I don't know if you did this, Dale, up north, but Christmas cake with a slice of cheese on top, like Wednesdaydale or something. No, uh, no, don't do that. But um, I'm going to bring Queel Granny back in again. Um, she used to do uh, Christmas cake and fry it the next again day for breakfast. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, actually sure. a good idea. So it's fried Christmas cake. Well, no, if you if you imagine like a clouty dumpling or a white pudding or a fruit pudding, it's pretty much the yeah. same sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. used to, used, she used to fry it with bacon and eggs and all sorts of stuff. I remember that. Wow, I think I worked with her in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, that answered your question, Jude. Go away. Um, I got another guy, Pete from Brighton, says. Does having lots of tattoos make you a better chef? Oh, that that's a damn good question, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Richard, how many tattoos do you have? I have zero. <gasps> because I'm not a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those... I'm not... Uh, oh, you pushed a button now. I'm not one of those fucking idiots that has a, a chef hat on his... Tattooed on his arm or chef on his knuckles and they've been doing it four months... Yeah, and then they think, <laughs> and they think they're, oh yeah, I was born into this. I've like, been doing it yeah. four months. I've been doing it twenty odd years. You've been yeah, 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 yeah. And they've also they've also got a cheese sandwich stuck in their beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't, then, don't get me then, wrong. I'm not I'm not against people with tattoos, but it's just the fucking idiots that have 
chef tattoos uh, when they've only been doing chef in for not very long. Rich, yeah. Rich I've got a Le Creuset pork tattooed on my knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Shaky Stevens on my back. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I'm, uh, I get people, what you mean, though. Yeah, it, people it, it, are... it did become a thing. Uh, what was the one we used to get? A, it was called a knife sleeve, was it? Where around your wrist you would get lots of knives all the way around. Uh, it, 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 I've got a, Richard. I've got a story for you about tattoos. Go on. Um, this will show um, uh, people <laughs> my upbringing and where I was from. Um, and I, I was brought up on these rough council estates in the northeast. And uh, we had a mate called Peter. He was a bit older than, than us. Um, and Peter used to talk like that. And Peter would break your legs just by looking at you, you know what I mean? Peter had a, a real hard case. Peter had a, a tattoo of a samurai warrior on his, partly on his chest and partly was down onto his stomach, this big samurai warrior holding a blade. Oh, and um, Yeah. Uh, and Peter was on the bus one day and he'd had a, a bit of a tiff um, with some other ruffian in the area. Uh, and it's been going on for some while. Um, so Peter was telling us that um, this guy gets on the bus on the top deck and Peter sat, you could smoke on buses then, so Peter sat there having a fag. And he, uh, this other lad comes over and goes, all right, Peter, all right, mate, what you want like you? And uh, he comes over and he pulls a blade out and stabs Peter in the stomach, okay? It was a nice area, right? Um, so Peter's been stabbed um, in his stomach and he, police come and the bus stops and they get to the ambulance, takes him to the hospital and uh, he tells us this story. Was Pete traumatised by the stabbing? What do you think, Richard? Did This is the guy with the tattoo of the samurai? Yeah, yeah he'd been stabbed in the stomach. Was he traumatised by the stabbing? No, because he's clearly a samurai warrior. Yeah. So this is like a day-to-day life for them. Yeah, normal. Del, do you think this, this lad called Peter from the northeast was was traumatised by the stabbing? No, I think he's have a deep appreciation for the uh, the steel, the, 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 Damas- the Damascus uh, probably um, finish on it, and the, the sharpness of the blade. Well, uh, what he was bothered about is when he'd been to hospital to get stitched up because this lad had stabbed him on the bus, and they said we were saying, "Oh, right, it's terrible, AP." No, I'll have him one day. But what you want? Why are you so pissed off? Well, look what they've done. So in the emergency surgery. When they stitched him up, the samurai warrior was skewed with. Him. <laughs> he, was, he was more pissed off that the samurai warrior had been stitched back incorrectly. So he had oh, a dodgy shit. samurai warrior on his stomach. Uh, there's a nice cheery Christmas story for your kids. Oh, that was a good one. I like that. Um, okay, sorry. Dill, yeah. do you have any questions for Richard or myself? Oh, actually, could I butt in? I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's to Dell. So. Yeah. I mean, me and Andrew were talking earlier about we had a quite a, a quite an appreciation for your uh, photography. Uh-huh. And we thought, oh, well, since the majority of our listeners are obviously foodies and I'm sure there's going to be some chefs out there and some uh, college uh, students. I was wondering if there's any tips you could give them and us on maybe helping us take a like getting that kind of better picture for food and stuff. Uh yeah yeah sure sure uh the thing is I've just I've I've just managed, I've bought a new phone a new iPhone and Jesus Christ the, the quality of the phones nowadays are just incredible so if you've got a phone if you don't have a, a let's say a, a, a you know a big camera um use your phone but um use natural light if you can always put your food by a window yeah oh, that's interesting. You know, just put it right next to the window and get natural light in. Um, never put na- um, your 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 sort of unnatural lights on. Your sort of artificial lights on. Yeah. Nat- natural light is is, is king. Um, if you have a camera, uh, which which I've got, um, I've got a little area that I set up, which has got a, a what you would call a soft box, I guess. It's got a but a meter wide soft box, and it sits at about. Uh, two o'clock, if you imagine two o'clock on the on yeah. a, uh, in terms of the food, sits about that angle. It's it's quite low down, so I get long shadows. Uh, it uses a, a a flash trigger, so you've got uh, a speed light that links to your camera. Um, it probably they're quite cheap; they're about 50, 60 quid uh, for the yeah. flash. 
and uh, and use Lightroom if you can. Uh, it's a subscription, but it's not that expensive to edit your photos. Lightroom is fantastic. It will sort things out. I'll adjust the color for you. Nice. Uh, so that was a bit of a ramble, but that's pretty much. Well, no, it. No, that's, good. that's that's good. Yeah, and and I suppose having a castle in the background as you do, Dell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 always sit your, uh, yeah, always put your food next to the turrets. Um, yeah. <laughs> drawbridge, yeah. the, the drawbridge can be an issue with shadows, so I tend to, <laughs> tend to, it right. tend to avoid that. Yeah. And, and and the moat will destroy your camera. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and and if uh, if one of the knights comes rolling in, Sir Shaking Stevens, my lord. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, <laughs> Listen, guys. If it, if it helps, I've got a, I've got a shot of my setup here, which I can send over to you guys, and the, and you can forward it on to people. Yeah, good yeah. idea. Thanks, Del. Um, nice one. Well, Del, I'm getting a bit bored now. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> that was good. That's one of my. This is one of my favourite ones. Yeah, that's good because you usually hate these things, Richard. Oh, tell me um, about it. So. <laughs> I'd like to wrap it up a little bit now. I'd like to first of all say Merry Christmas to everybody um, and a special Merry Christmas to our Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, who's been a godsend to this country. <laughs> 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 uh, Del, would you like to say anything as it's the Christmas edition? Would you like to say anything to the, the troops out there? Can I play two seconds of music? I think so, yeah. There you go, that's two seconds of music. That was delicious. That was so <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't. I, I, apparently, I can't. Uh, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a great New Year and uh, enjoy 2024. Thank you. And Richard, thank you. Uh, uh, Donna, thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank everyone. you, Andrew. Um, Dell, thank you for joining us. Richard, tell them what to do. Oh, if uh, please feel free to uh, give us a follow and a like. Follow us on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Uh, we have the account on Instagram uh, if you want to check that out. And also, do you know what? We, we wouldn't mind knowing what sort of uh, Boxing Day buffet items you had. So let us. That's know. a good question. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a good sure. one, actually, yeah. Okay. Um, and a special thanks to the musical legend Shaken Stevens. And I'll now say. Ciao, Bella. <laughs>